inshallah what i intend to do is to speak to you for a little while and after that inshallah uh, we'll just sort of chat for a while um very important to remind ourselves especially since we are coming to a close of this beautiful month of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that ramadan al kareem and in ramadan itikaf comes not for that period not ramadan does not come for come for ramadan the itikaf is not for itikaf this is for the rest of our lives the purpose of itikaf is to change our lives the purpose of ramadan allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said ya ayyuhalladhina amanu kutiba alaykum as-siyamu kama kutiba ala alladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqun allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said oh you believe we have prescribed fasting has been prescribed on you as it was prescribed on those before you so that you may become muttaqun and therefore ramadan comes and in ramadan this itikaf comes in order to make us more muttaqi to make us more conscious of the pleasure of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us more concerned about the pleasure of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to ensure that we do everything only and only to please allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, therefore it is important for us to take stock of ourselves so use the purpose of use the period of itikaf to first and foremost to reflect and take stock what did i gain what do i still have to gain and what will i do in order to get it this is the main purpose of itikaf so i allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent ramadan for me and i came into ramadan to become more muttaqi did this happen am i now more obedient to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than i was <coughs> if the answer is yes then alhamdulillah we pray and ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for istiqamat for steadfastness if the answer is no then obviously it means that i have to do something about it um one way to look at it is that if you find yourself being obedient in some things but not in others then remember that selective obedience is what disobedience exactly yeah so you are still, still remember some of the lessons alhamdulillah selective obedience is disobedience it is easy to be obedient in things that we like to do anyway but difficult to be obedient in things that we uh, don't like to do just ask yourself why is it that masajids are filled in ramadan in, in uh, for tarawih which is a nafil but for the rest of the year for fard salah the masjid is empty so if people are obedient to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's hukum for salah which should come first the fard salah but we don't do the fard salah fard salah is, is is difficult for us you know five times a day i have to go to the masjid difficult so therefore tarawih is more fun hang out friends huh? uh hyderabad always gets very irritated people used to ask him aap tarawih kahan pad rahe unhe bolte hai main jahan faraz padta hu wahi tarawih pad raha hu aapka aap tarawih aap faraz kahan padte ye bolo so people ask you know where, where are you going to pray tarawih said i pray where i used to where i pray fard where do you pray fard so really if you think about this uh we uh, do things which we like to do anyway and that is why we have to ask ourselves whether we have truly become obedient or this is also one acting so be very clear about that same thing with itikaf 
the purpose of etikaf again is not to be with friends and not to you know get together and get away from the home for a while and so on purpose of etikaf is individual reflection introspection with the clear intention of changing our lives going forward out of this place so i remind myself and you let us be very very clear about that right um we must be very clear that <clears throat> we have who is our enemy and who is our friend allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said inna shaytana aduwun fattakhizuhu aduwa allah said verily shaytan is your enemy treat him like an enemy but do we treat shaytan like an enemy or do we treat shaytan like our advisor our confidant uh, we ask shaytan for his advice then we do what shaytan tells us which one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that who is our wali friend not as in there is no friendship with Allah because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself said Allahu waliyul ladina amanu Allah is the wali of the people who, of, of people who are believers but what do the people who are believers what do they do they borrow money on interest and they therefore declare and they accept a declaration of war from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then we wonder what happened why is it my dua is not accepted why is it that i am begging allah subhanahu wa ta'ala i am in difficulty and i am crying before allah subhanahu wa ta'ala nothing happens how will anything happen who will accept your dua your wali or your enemy so if i have taken my name out of the list of the awliya of allah and put it into the list of the 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 uh, the aad allah the adu allah the people who are the enemies of allah then i am expecting allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help me then it means i must be insane because how can that happen so very important for us to make sure that we take stock of our lives and taking stock means we make the intention to change and we change we don't sit and wait and say this will happen that will happen what will happen no I am seeing what I am doing is what I am doing if it is right alhamdulillah I continue to do that if I if what I am doing is wrong then I will change that this is something that I must be absolutely clear about and I must do um therefore after we take stock then what I suggest that we should all do is to actually take a notepad and write down and say what are the changes that I plan to make in my life specifically write those changes what are those changes right changes in activities where will i go where will i not go where will i which which place do i uh, frequent most Should, will i continue to go there or will i go somewhere else let's stop going there activities second thing friendships who are the who are my friends who do i hang out with who who do i spend time with is it something i should continue or maybe some friends i must say assalam alaikum because those friends are going to be those about whom allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the quran in surah ashura allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said on that day there will be friends where you will say ya laytani lam attakhiz fulanan khalila you will say that oh la hawla wa why did i have this person as a friend why did i have ya laytani oh i wish i did not have this person as a friend so the time to change that is now so friendships third is priorities what do I, what do i give priority to in my life which is the most important thing in my life 
where I am spending maximum time, energy, uh, emotion, whatever, money, and which is something which is not important. How will that change? Is there some change that needs to be made in priorities? Then my behavior. What changes in behavior? What, how do I behave when I am angry? How do I behave when I am irritated about something? And how, what must change in that? Right? So that is a, in terms of behavior. And finally, very importantly, the overall schedule for the day. How will my day change? In what way will my day change? Right? How do I spend my time? So these are the changes uh, that I suggest that we all take a pad and pen, and pen and sit down and write down. For each of us, it will be different. Write those changes. This is what I will change in my life. Because without these changes, the path of our life and its destination will not change. If I'm going on one path and if I don't take the exit to get onto another highway, then this highway will lead where it is supposed to lead. And if I'm on a highway that is leading to the hellfire, then that is where I will end. Right? There is a, just think about this when you're driving, uh, especially those who have driven in the West. You are on the, you are on the highway. You can't just turn around anywhere, right? You have to, you, you have to look for exits. And then a point comes when you are near the toll gate, when there are no more exits, right? They will get a sign there saying no more exits. And you have to go through the toll gate. There's no, there's no other way. So don't reach that point. Don't reach a point where you are now in a, po- a spot where there's no more exits. Then you have to go through the toll gate. And that is when Malakul Moth will stand before us. So before that, we need to take an exit if we decide that we are on the wrong highway. So we need to be very clear in our minds, am I on the right highway or not? If I'm on the right highway, Alhamdulillah, no problem. But if I'm not on the right highway, then the time to change is while there are still exits. When there is an exit, we take the exit and we out. Otherwise, we will be, uh, we will end up in the wrong destination. Now, Final point I want to say to you, which is that what is our wealth, right? Define out. What do we pay zakat on? We pay zakat on wealth, right? Not on income. Isn't it? So now what is wealth? Is wealth what I earn? Supposing I say I earn $1 million a month. Is that my wealth? It's not my wealth. My wealth is what I have at the end of the year with me. I earn $1 million a month, I spend $1.5 million a month. At the end of the year, I'm in debt. Not only do I not have wealth, but I'm in a hole. Because I'm earning something and I'm spending more than that. I'm earning something, I'm I'm earning a million dollars, I'm spending a million dollars. At the end of the year, what is my wealth? It is zero. Right? Even though I earned a lot of money. Now the same thing applies to our deeds. What we earn and lose, we will still be destitute. Our deeds, which is what will be with us when we stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what are those deeds? Those deeds are those which we earned and which we protected and preserved. Right? The example which we have heard a million times. Supposing you have a lot of money, you've got a big bunch of banknotes in your pocket and you have to go through a crowded railway station or through, uh, you know, a market or somewhere and you know that gangs of pickpockets operate in this place. 
how will you go you will ensure that that money is in your pocket and your hand is also in your pocket right you will not leave that money in your pocket even for an instance instant without having your hand on the pocket because you know that the thief will take it now our thieves who are our thieves shaitan number 1 and our nafs inside us number 2 these are the these are the thieves they will take it no matter what you earn they will take it what else will take it riya will take it showing off will take it i am doing something so people will know mashallah is so so you know pious person holy person gone that deed is is wiped wiped out worthless ghibat will take it i do a lot of good deeds then i my whole social life is i am backbiting people i am slandering people huh? i am talking about this one talking about that one deeds gone ostentation showing off so we be very very careful to ensure that what we do at least remains with us that it is not wiped out it is not gone away and that it is something which is still with us when we meet allah subhanahu wa taala final point i want to um, uh, close with or actually two things one is a very uh, important thing that uh, ibn al jauzi rahmatullahi alayhi uh, one of the great scholars of the of the tabeen he said that when a race horse sees the finish line right when the race horse sees the finish line he runs faster he puts his whole heart and soul into the into the, into the race he uh, he exerts even more so he said in al jauzi rahmatullah said have at least as much sense as a horse don't have less sense than the horse because we are in terms of ethica we are reaching the end of this month then it's gone just think about the people who were with you in etikaf last year right are they with you this year they are not some are not because for them last etikaf was the last etikaf of their lives and then they died others may be alive but they are still not in etikaf for various reasons so make the best of this etikaf because this might be our last make the best of this ramadan because this might be our last one ramadan will be our last one etikaf will be our last no doubt about this so exert more don't waste don't waste a single minute don't talk to anybody don't don't uh, you know engage in any you are you are here in the masjid to connect with allah subhanahu wa taala to worship allah subhanahu wa taala do only that don't do anything else make sure that you do only that that you connect with allah subhanahu wa taala and you ensure that you please allah subhanahu wa taala you reflect on your life and you make the changes going out from here if you entered etikaf in a particular state in your life and you 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 left in the same state then that etikaf is a waste of time then you didn't get anything right so don't do that to yourself make sure that the etikaf is something which is beneficial to you final point ibn al qayyim al jauzi rahmatullah alayhi he said there are those who do not see the effects of a sin and they are tricked by this they are deceived by this they don't realize that the sin can take effect after a while right so for example if you are doing something which is wrong 
Uh, whatever that might be. I don't want to go into a list of the wrong things we do. Whatever that is. You find that you are doing that and nothing happens. And you think, oh, no problem. This is fine. It is not fine. It is like somebody who is smoking. If somebody is smoking, that person is now susceptible to lung cancer. He won't get lung cancer the minute his cigarette finishes. He will get lung cancer after 20 years. But then he will suffer in the worst form and he will spend money like a tap to die in a painful way. That's why I tell people don't smoke, don't buy cancer, cancer is free. So seriously, think about this. The same thing happens with sin. We commit sins. We lie, we cheat, we deceive, uh, we, 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 we eat haram, we uh, speak haram, we earn haram, we spend haram, we do all of this. May Allah protect us. And nothing happens. So we think of fantasy, no problem. That's not true. It will happen. Just like pollution has an effect, just like other things have an effect, sinning also has an effect and a far worse effect because the effect of cancer will finish the day you die or the day the treatment you are, you are taking for cancer, treatment works, alhamdulillah, at least that will be arrested. But the effect of sin continues into our khabar and continues into the day of judgment and if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to hold us accountable, then this will take us into the hellfire. That is not something we want to do. So don't lose deeds. That is why the, the hadith of Rasulullah where he said, he asked a sahaba, he said, do you know who are the destitute of this ummah? They said, Ya Rasulullah, the destitute of this ummah are those who have no money. They have no dirham, they have no dinar. Rasulullah said, no. The destitute of this ummah are those who will come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a lot of good deeds. Good deeds the size of a mountain. So we are talking about people who earned, right? Remember what, I, what did I tell you? What is wealth? What remains, not what you earn. What remains. So these people, they earned a lot because that's how they came. They came to, they come before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with good deeds, the size of a mountain, huge good deeds. But then, there is a line of people also before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala waiting there to say this person uh, backbited me, this person dishonored me, this person killed me, this person tortured me, this person gave me this trouble, that trouble, this person took away my this right, that right, this, whatever you did. right? So you have a whole long list of people and on the day of judgment the currency is what? It is not Saudi real, it is not US dollar. Currency is deed. So from those deeds, those people will be given. Equal to whatever share that this person took from them. And then Rasulullah said, then a time will come when that whole mountain of deeds, which they did, which they earned, is finished. Because it is all gone to different people. But the line of people is still there. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who knows, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask them, now what do you want me to do? They will say, Ya Rab, give our evil deeds to this man or this woman. And Rasulullah said that that person who came with a mountain of good deeds will go into Jahannam carrying the evil deed of somebody else. Because that person, those people, they harmed. So let us not be 
people like that who do a lot of good but nothing remains because we lost it all let us be those who do good and our good remains by ensuring that we settle accounts so one of the things to do also in ethic office think about those people who you may have offended who you may have wronged right take your ego slaughter it go apologize to them make sure that you are your account is cleared with them because you don't want that person to stand before allah subhanahu wa taala and ask for your account from there right whoever you had to give what you had to give give it give more don't give less because if you end up taking something from somebody and you have not given given it to them in this world believe me on the day of judgment that will be very very expensive that will be very expensive there's no way of running away from that that day you can cry tears of blood nothing will change that person will stand there and say ya ya rab you are just you are al adil i want my i want my share and there is nothing that allah will not stop allah will give that share so let us not end up in that situation ask allah subhanahu wa taala jalla jalaluhu to be pleased with all of you to accept your itikaf ask allah subhanahu wa taala to make it easy for you ask allah subhanahu wa taala jalla jalaluhu to enable you to worship him beautifully and a way in a way in which he loves and to accept it from you i ask allah subhanahu wa taala to reward you as only he can reward in keeping with this majesty and grace i request you to make dua for me and my wife i request you to make dua for all the muslims this is the biggest sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that he used to make dua for his ummah so revive that sunnah by making dua for the ummah of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam all over the world subhanallah allah knows we are in such need and therefore we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to uh, take away this need and to fulfill this need wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika rabbil rahimin والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته